Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I am here today with a very special guest. It is the higher consciousness of the universe. Yes, Justin, it's amazing, and we are going to be tapping into it today in this very special edition of the Find Your Flow podcast. So thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you and welcome to the show. I do this show sometimes. I have guests on the show as of late, uh, maybe the last month or so. I actually last about a month and a half, maybe almost two months ago, I started a new job. So my cash flow has uh, steadied out, evened out instead of some of the up and down as an entrepreneur, self-employed person that I've experienced, and that's okay. Uh, one of the main things of this show is to, yeah, stop beeping. It's freaking annoying. I know. I'm sorry. I'm in my car, uh, which is a whole other part of the flow experience because, uh, yeah, I usually would do this show from my home studio, and it would sound all crystal clear and sparkly and beautiful, and... It just has been very difficult to make that time. I've been very time-challenged in a sense where it's been uh, having a job, a full-time job, and doing the commute and all that good stuff. It's just taken a lot of time out of my day, believe it or not. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? Yeah, before that, I worked from home. I worked for myself. I made my own schedule, so it was pretty darn easy to get the podcast done. I could work with my guests as far as times that I was available to do the show. And at my job, it's a pretty fantastic job. I got to say, I could not have ever imagined a job to be as cool as the one I have. They're very entrepreneur friendly. They actually use a system or a structure known as intrapreneur. I don't know if that's quite the correct way to use it, or I am the intrapreneur. Basically, an entrepreneur with the support of a corporate structure, which is genius. It's freaking genius. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's not for everybody, granted, but here's here's some of the things that I've found. So we're going to get into a little bit of cash flow today and uh, a little bit of some other magic that been happening around that. So if you know that, so if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, well, first I'd like to distinguish between being just an entrepreneur uh, vaguely, where that might include being self-employed, versus being a business owner, where you are not only self-employed and have your own business, but you have people working for you and business systems working for you. And to just make that distinguish distinguish the difference between self-employed and business owner, uh, if you've ever read 
cash flow quadrant by cash flow quadrant by uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a great book, and I read it many years ago, but it really opened up my eyes to the cash flow quadrant, which is basically if you imagine like a plus sign, and then in the upper left-hand corner is the employee, and then on the bottom left-hand side, bottom left-hand corner is the self-employed person. So on the left-hand side, you have you are working for your money. You're trading time, your time for money, which isn't horrible, but it's not ideal either. It's very hard to gain leverage that way because, yeah, even if you're super high paid, even if you're charging 500 bucks an hour, like right now with my private clients, I'm charging $200 an hour for consulting, which is uh, pretty good for me. I'm happy with that, very happy with that. And DJing, I still, if I'm doing some of the more challenging weddings, uh, you know, I, it seems like I'm charging 200 bucks an hour, 300 bucks an hour, but really when all said and done, if you include all the time that goes into preparing for a wedding of that kind of size and caliber, it ends up being a lot less. So, but point being, it's very cool. What was the point of all this? Oh, sorry. Uh, trading time for money. You max out. And not only that, um, if you stop doing it for whatever reason, you get tired or you're sick or hurt or whatever, you stop making money. And that can be a real problem. So, while, so I've had many self-employed type of jobs. I basically made jobs for myself. So on the one hand, it's really cool because I had freedom to do whatever I wanted. I was my own boss. But the downside is I was also my own employee. <laughs> so if I wasn't working, nobody was working. Nobody was bringing in the money. And fortunately for me, that wasn't really a problem because I, I don't mind working. I like it. And I was always doing things that I enjoyed. And I could work as many hours as I could possibly stay awake, which was a lot. But but there's limitations, and the, the kind of skills that I lacked, really, at some point, they kind of, I, they'd be my bottleneck, in a sense. You know, I couldn't pile any more on my plate. I couldn't stay awake any more hours. I couldn't get any more done. And, yeah, I do outsource stuff. I have virtual assistants and whatnot, and I've, I've had assistants, physical assistants, or real assistants, I don't know how you want to say that, physically here in my local area, but it's it's challenging for me. That's not one of my skills, really, to manage other people so well. I, I'm not a manager type. That takes a certain kind of personality and skill set. So managing virtual assistants, outsourcing some of that stuff, fun, no problem. I, I do that. And But to take it to the next level, I had a lot of challenges to be able to put all the pieces in place to have an actual business. So on the other side, on the right side of the cash flow quadrant, in the upper right-hand corner, is the business owner. And the business owner has business assets, business systems in place, uh, business people helping to run the business or manage certain aspects of it. And that allows the business owner to step away from the business and still have income, which is cool, right? So for me personally, I have 
I have had some of that. I've managed to pull that off a bit, had assistants that were able to close sales or get money for me. And I, I have a business partner right now or an associate who does the sales marketing for his DJ company, and I am essentially a uh, vendor, I guess, or a partner where he sends me business, and when I have extra business, I send it to him. So we have kind of a joint venture business relationship, and that's very cool. And uh, so anyway, the business owner, on the right side of the cash flow quadrant, is your money working for you? On the left side of the cash flow quadrant is you working for your money. So I had been self-employed forever, like it's pretty much right out of high school. Right out of high school, I started working for a friend of mine to learn how to do rehab. He wasn't my friend first. I started working for him. He became my friend. But it was cool because he was somebody I could really relate to, and he was just freaking hustling, like nobody's business, and doing these deals sometimes putting it on credit cards to buy a house and then or do the uh, repairs and rehabs for these houses that he would flip and he would do really well. So I got to learn firsthand how to do this kind of stuff. And um, in the bottom right-hand corner of the cash flow quadrant is the investor. And the investor, actually, I'm sorry, is the one, now you've got your money working for you. And so you're not doing anything. You put your money in a some kind of business or in some kind of investment, such as maybe stocks or um, stocks or business is, is generally uh, or real estate is the big one. Of course, one of my personal favorites that will produce income for you. So you have your money working for you. So that's kind of the shift. You want to get from the left side to the right side as quickly as possible in this paradigm if you're trying to gain financial freedom, which for me is definitely one of my goals. Maybe it's not for you, but for me it is because it allows me to do the things I want to do, spend more time with my family, provide the kind of lifestyle that I enjoy and that my family enjoys, and to be able to leave a legacy for my son and my future son to be able to live comfortably, live freely, and uh, create and do fun things without being dragged down or bottlenecked by income or by uh, finances. So that is my personal goal. So you may have listened to the last episode or two episodes ago. I think it's number 25 or number 24. I was talking about the how my wife, Summer is upon us here in San Diego, and she did not get a summer school job. So that basically means our income was about to drop in half, which is not super cool. And we have a baby on the way, and, you know, that could be potentially very stressful. <laughs> Borderline freak-out time, right? And I did a podcast because, at that time, because I wanted to share with you how, my, how I was approaching that situation. I was already, you know, got this new job, and it's totally awesome. And the wonderful thing is I can work as many hours as I want. I don't get overtime pay but I can work as many hours as I want. So that's really cool just to have that opportunity of here's one clear, direct way that I can go and make money. I can just work this job and add value to the company and get paid. And that's huge. That's great because, yeah, I can go out and hustle DJ gigs, and I still 
will to some extent. I actually have stuff we'll be sharing with you about that. Uh, maybe this episode, but probably in a future episode about cash flow, getting a little deeper into one of those uh, strategies that I'll be using to make money in my wedding hitch. But uh, point being that I could have been freaking out, and my wife, Elena, was. <laughs> she was. She's the pregnant one, and she was like, how are we going to get this money? Where's the money going to come from? How are we going to you know, get through summer without completing savings and blah, blah, blah? And it was like, yeah, we could both be freaking out, but that's not going to do either one of us any good. So instead, let us just know that we're always taking care of money, always finds us. We always find money one way or another. It always works out for us for the best. And I'm going to hold that to be true because it always has been. And I can't, I, if I, as long as I'm aware of that and present to it and feeling it and positive and feeling good about it, I know it works out. I know the money will find me. I know the gig will fall on my lap. I know the deal will fall on my lap. I know somehow, some way that it'll just work itself out. And I wanted to share that with you. And a big part of why I do this podcast and why I do the vlog, which oh, I didn't even do the vlog on Monday, and now it's already Friday, so I shouldn't do it today. But I've been good with the podcast. The reason I do it, and is one of the big reasons, is to do do it in real time because do life in real time and track it and and try to be a model for other folks that maybe want to see how I'm doing certain things. You know, I have models. I have mentors. Got to go see one of them last night. And uh, Henry Evans, by name, the hour-a-day entrepreneur. And um, he's he's a freaking cool dude. Just down to earth. That's my car beeping at me. Annoying. I know. Please ignore it. Even though it keeps drawing your attention to it. <laughs> and Henry is awesome. And the point being, I do this this podcast because years from now, when the money is just like insanely massive and all on autopilot or largely on autopilot and people are like, oh, well, you know, it's easy for you or like how'd you get there? I want to be able to be like, oh, just freaking listen to my podcast, read my blog, look at that. You can see how like right there, oh, episode 24, I was broke as heck. Oh, episode 25, I was potentially going to go even broker because I didn't know where that money was going to come from. But you can notice that I stayed positive and open to that money finding me some way that I wouldn't even expect it, surprising me magically some way. And I had a specific dollar amount in mind, and I still hustled. I was still open to those possibilities and working. I didn't just sit on my butt and do nothing. You know, I was I was focused and taking taking action, but I had that positive focus, mental attitude, and I was open to it finding me, and I was clear about what I wanted and how I would feel, and boom. So I'm here today to share with you guys that magically more money came my way, and it was through my job, and I'm um, getting uh, more. I'm, you know, I'm being kind of vague. I'm not really supposed to share too much about it, but um, but it's awesome. So it's like magically like that. And my supervisor is super cool, fantastic. She's my hero. <laughs> and point being that I didn't know that that was going to happen. And 
if you'd asked me last week or two weeks ago, whenever I did that last podcast, I, you know, I didn't have an answer for how it's going to work. And my wife was asking me, how are we going to get more money? Where's this money going to come from? How are we going to pay for summer? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that, that tension, that fear, and that freaking out stress of where's the money going to come from? How are we going to do this? How are we going to get through that month? How are we going to get through that? And, you know, I have to take a step back and be patient and breathe and not let it get to me because if it gets to me, then I start freaking out and I start getting stressed out and then we're both stressed out and that's really no good because then we're not in that open receiving state of everything's going to be okay and it's going to work out and we don't have to know how, it just will. So that's kind of the moral of the story is that here we are today and it worked out. Not completely, we don't have the whole gap filled, but a pretty good chunk of it just magically manifested itself, came to me and uh, us and through the power of the universe and uh, intention and allowing and if you want to call it faith, you could call it faith. I don't personally call it that, but I see how that could be perceived that way. And um, and then, of course, you know, the actual people that did the things. And that's, they. you could say, like, oh, well, God did it or the universe did it. But people did it, too. Like, God or the universe works through people it, and it, to the extent that we allow it or to the extent that we are open to it, and they don't have to be conscious of it. They don't have to be thinking, oh, I'm doing this because this is the universe's work or God's work. They're just being good people or they're just recognizing value or it's just, you know, simple economics. And so you can, it's, I don't know, now I'm just kind of running on. But I, I just want to share with you that that is magical and that happens. So the documenting of these things is a big part of why I do this, so that I can document it for myself. So that if I ever end up in those spots again where I'm like, gosh darn it, where's this gonna, how's this gonna work out? Where's the money gonna come from? Where's this gonna come from? How is this deal gonna go together? And not being attached to the outcome, and not being in the fear, thank you car, not being in the fear of the not knowing, but just recognizing like, hey, I don't have to know all the answers. I don't have to know how it's gonna work out. I just have to be knowing what I want and how I want it to look and feel when it works out and then not being attached to that but just allowing it okay that's the moral of the story that's the whole thing so um last thing that I start to kind of wrap up this this is going to be a little bit of a short episode maybe I'll combine it with the second thought down the road but um this idea of the not knowing and of Rubik's Cubes Seemingly random, I can appreciate that, but I love Rubik's Cube, and I'm putting, telling you guys, uh, it is now June 17th, I think, while I'm recording this, it won't, this episode won't air for another, like, five days, but at some point in my professional career as an artist, my artistic career, I should say, uh, I want to perform using, I feel like I, like I want to do a performance of two Rubik's Cubes, me solving them both at the same time, one in each hand. I can't solve one with one hand yet. That's going to take some serious practice. So this isn't like a, I'm going to do this tomorrow kind of goal. This is like a big picture goal. I see it being on like a big stage 
and me saying super cool things while I'm doing it, telling some kind of story, right? And solving it, and then it peaks at the same time. The music peaks at all both cues and say something profound, and we all get our minds blown. <laughs> That's the goal for that. So I'm telling you guys, because you got the inside scoop for knowing what one of the things I'm working on. So a couple of cool things. I was sitting in the office yesterday and, um, you know, got this raise and got all of a sudden just like, just like man, it just released so much potential pressure or stress that I could have been freaking out about. And it's just like magic, like freaking magic when that kind of stuff works out, right? Like, oh, my gosh, hallelujah, yay, it's amazing, what a coincidence. I was just thinking about how more money's coming my way, and then it did, you know, those kind of thoughts. And I was thinking about Rubik's Cube, and if you've ever tried to solve a Rubik's Cube, you may have recognized that when you are trying to line up one side, you may get the whole side lined up. Like, let's say all one color, like yellow. I'm trying to line up the yellow side, and boom. Okay, it makes some twists, makes some turns. Yellow is all lined up. And now I want to go on to the next side. Let's say it's red. And I start doing red, but once you know, the moment I start doing the red side, the yellow side gets all messed up. But I just worked so hard to get the yellow side all lined up. Now, to, now it's, I've gone and messed it up. And... I was thinking about how in life sometimes we work hard or I work hard to build something, right, to line something up, to get it all the pieces on the same page. We're all looking good. We're all dialed in. We're all sharp. We're all yellow side together, and it's all lined up and beautiful. And now let's go to that next piece of the puzzle, and we're going to do it and make it all aligned and beautiful too. And dang it, we just totally screwed up all the time and energy and work we had just put in to the yellow side. Now it's like, if we would have just left it how it was, we'd have been okay. It would have been fine and beautiful. We could have played it safe and still have that beautiful yellow side all perfect and dialed in. But we had to push our luck, didn't we? We had to try to get that second side and try to make it. But you know what? With a little work and focus and energy, we can get that side lined up too. And the yellow side. So now we have two sides lined up. Oh my gosh, aren't we special? Aren't we cool? Look at all that time and energy and effort that we did to get those sides lined up. We've, you know, stuck with it and good for us. Have to pat ourselves on the back. But now we still have four more sides to go. And you can see where I'm going with this, right? It's, it's, you have to get into the chaos a bit. And in the middle of it, it looks like you're so you're past the point of no return. Like all the colored squares are just all over again, completely random. And all the hard work we did of getting those aligned has gotten messed up. And so for me, sometimes I see myself as just one of those low-colored squares trying to just get in line with other ones or not necessarily in line, but just trying to line things up and enjoy like the alignment, I guess, or the the matching <laughs> or the prettiness of having all six sides figured out and clean and organized and pretty. And in between the starting point and then that point is like all the chaos and madness where sometimes it lines up and it's great and it seems like everything's working out perfectly. And then other times it's completely and totally chaotic and it doesn't line up at all. It's actually worse than we were a few steps back. 
And so, as myself, as one of these little colored squares, I imagine the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, higher consciousness, as the solver of the Rubik's Cube. It has a bigger picture view than I do as just one little square. And sometimes it appears to me that everything is just the way it should be. Everything is perfect. Everything's worked out. I see a clear path for accomplishing my goals. Maybe I've already accomplished them, and I'm enjoying that feeling. And then before I know it, it's all, like, mixed up again. Like, gosh darn it, why couldn't things have just stayed perfect? Why couldn't it have just stayed like that? Maybe I pushed too hard here. I should have just played it safe. I should have backed off. Why do I take these kind of risks? Why do I jump headlong into these kind of business opportunities or projects or whatever? And then find myself all in disarray. But then I just know, like, hey, the universe or creative consciousness or God or whatever is constantly solving the Rubik's Cube. That's the whole point. That's the whole evolution. That's the whole growth of consciousness and awareness and the self-solving Rubik's Cube of the universe. And that's, that is what it is for me. It is a self-solving Rubik's Cube. The higher consciousness knows how to align it. It knows where it's going. It knows that the objective is self-realization for all. And as we recognize or realize a self, self, true self-awareness of our true beingness and what we really are, who we truly are, and as individuals get it, it's like, okay, boom, now we got one side figured out. We got the yellow the yellow side, maybe we got the red side now too. Oh, maybe we got the blue side, but there's still like all these, all the other ones are all messed up. If we get involved with them or we try to, you know, help solve them, then then the whole thing gets messed up again. It's all chaotic. It's like, it seems like a step back, or it could. But, but we know it's not, don't we? We know that the self-solving Rubik's Cube of the world and that of which we have a part in, we are moving forward. We are making progress. It's not always easy to see, especially when you're in the middle of a move, right? When everything's all in flux, it looks like anarchy. And if you <laughs> watch anything on the news or any kind of mass media, you, you might see that. You might see freaking anarchy, like literal chaos in the streets. And it can be scary. It can be like, what the F is going on here? Why are people so screwed up? Why is... Why... But it's not. It is, but it's also part of solving it. Like, you can't not have that part, right? That is the dichotomy. That is the duality of life. That's the yin and the yang. And to an extent, you can't have one without the other. And you have to have that counterbalance to to see what is the good stuff, right? You can't have the, the light without the dark. You can't have the light without the dark without the light. You have to have both. That is that, but it self-balances at some point. So you have the the problem or the challenge, and then you have the thesis to solve that challenge or the thesis of what you're going to be doing. So I'm, my thesis is I want to align the colors on this side of the Rubik's Cube. And then you have the antithesis, which is as you're solving it, it's it's actually getting more messed up partway through. Most of the way, it's getting more messed up. And then... At some point, you have the the joint 
those two things come together at some point. They balance each other out, and we reach synthesis, right? We synthesize the two, the thesis, the antithesis come together, and now we're at the next level up, which is the synthesis of those two things. And that is evolution. That is the apex or the the Zen moment of the balance, the Tao of just the way of being of the zero point, the point of symmetry that everything else balances on or around, the axis that it it reflects upon itself. <laughs> and that's that's your Zen <laughs> moment of the day, friend. So that was kind of a crazy little trip we just had there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Subscribe if you haven't already. You can get more info at findyourflow.com forward slash podcast. If you like the podcast, you want to check out the blogs for uh, findyourflow.com slash blog. Really creative like that. So thank you for tuning in, friends. And until next time, be flowing.
Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.